Hey guys, no ads today. I just wanted to take a second to say that this episode was recorded a few weeks back and our country was in a very different place when Andy and I had this conversation. I haven't been participating in protests because my wife is pregnant. So between the police brutality and the virus, I just don't think it's the best idea for us to be there. But I did want to find a way to help. So some of my good friends and favorite drummers came together with me to put together a raffle to raise money for a few organizations. Black Lives Matter, NAACP, and ACLU. We're all raffling off some gear that's been used on records and tours and some vinyl as well. I want to thank Dan Bailey from Father John Misty's band, Andrew Marshall from Billie Eilish's band, Aaron Steele from Haley Williams' band, and Dana LaMarca from Maggie Rogers' band for helping me make this happen. You may also notice this episode is out on a Monday instead of a Tuesday. That's because the raffle started today, and I really hope you go check it out. It's only $20 to enter, and there's a lot of really cool gear up for grabs. Head to the Food on Tour Instagram, at food.ontour, for more details. Thanks again, stay safe, and head to vote.org to make sure you're properly registered to vote. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Food on Tour. My name is Mike Robinson, and this is episode 11. I just wanted to remind you quickly to leave a rating or review if you haven't already. Um, it would help the podcast out a lot, and I'd really appreciate it. If you've got some food recommendations you want to share, uh, or just some good stories about food and touring, send those over to foodontourguys at gmail.com. Today, I'm going to talk with Andy Warren from the Mowgli's. Andy's the drummer for the Mowgli's, and he's been with them for a very long time. Andy and I have only met once. It was at a show in Denver that we were both playing. Um, it was a St. Patrick's Day party for a radio station in Denver. And the show was at like 7 a.m. I flew in the night before, straight after playing shows at South By. We had sound check at 9 p.m. the night before the show. Played the show at like 7 or 7.30. And the Mowgli's were driving in, but they hit a snowstorm on the way. So they didn't even get a sound check. They just rolled in, uh, loaded in got their stuff on stage and i think they played at like 8 30 maybe but anyway we played for a bunch of drunk people in denver super early in the morning and then i went back to austin and the mowgli's continued on their tour we had a really great conversation we're gonna be talking about eating playing shows drinking and spending time with the people of kansas city missouri i think kansas city is a really special place it's one of my favorite cities to spend time in on tour and i hope we get that point across Thanks for listening and hope you enjoy my conversation with Andy. So I've been playing with the Mowgli's for eight years now, and they've been a band for about 11. Um, I grew up with a lot of the members. Like I go back to sixth, seventh grade with some of them. Um, there was a point where point when the band was like 12 people and now we're down to five people <laughs> uh, which is just how it goes sometimes yeah when we were touring in the height of things which was like 2013 which was like when we signed our our record deal and like had a song reacting there was eight of us um and we were touring in like a van with the uh, two crew and it was insane um, but now we're down to a more manageable five piece. Um, and so, yeah, I've been playing drums with them for eight years now and we are on our, we just completed our fifth EP. We have three full lengths and like three EPs now. Um, so that, sorry, that makes the album like body of work number six or something, but cool. yeah, I've been writing and recording and touring with them for that amount of time. 
it's uh, it's become my full time job basically. That's awesome. That's great. Until this until this all happened. <laughs> right now, everyone's out of a job. So you want to talk about Kansas City? What is it about Kansas City that stands out to you as far as food, and what's the connection there with the Mowgli's in Kansas City? So Kansas City became kind of the the second home for all of us in the band, really. Um, when we first went out on tour, and this was I went out with the band for the first time in like 2012 and I wasn't even in the band yet. I was actually selling their merch and doing like video content for them. And I was between jobs and was, like I said, I go back to uh, elementary school with some of them. So I was like, I'm going to hop in the van with you guys and just like, I'll, you know, tag along on your first little tour. They were going to South by Kansas city, Oklahoma city and two members, one members from Kansas, one member was from Oklahoma. And uh, the first time I ever drove like, you know, three nights nonstop, you know, crazy, like tour, tour life shit was, um, going from LA to Kansas city. And we like left at like two in the morning and got there, you know, like two days later or something. And it, but like our, uh, our bandmate was from there at the time. And, um, it just was this crazy feeling of like, Whoa, like it, he had a home for us to go to in the middle of the country really. And, um, he that day it was like his mom ordered us all barbecue from this place called Jack Stack, and I fell in love with like the food and just kind of like it was my first time really like hanging in the Midwest and um, after coming off this almost like kind of rush of you know feeling what it's like to be on the road for the first time um, and ever since then it just became kind of this hub so whenever we were on tour we'd even like try and make it that we could like schedule like days off on like holidays around Kansas city. Cause we knew we had this kind of hub there where like his mom lived and had this nice home where we could all sleep comfortably and always eat a good meal. And just, and it's important to have that on tour. Yeah, totally. Those, those days are like sort of the reset button, right? Like, especially yeah. when you're doing van and trailer touring. Um, yes. and I can't imagine if you had, you know, 12 people in tow. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and this house was great because there were so many of us and it was like a nice big house. So it was like, Oh, this is like actually, a place where we can feel like we're at home and comfortable with such an obscene amount of people. That's awesome. Is there a place in Kansas city that really stands out to you, whether it be barbecue or otherwise that is just like go to for you favorite restaurant in Kansas city? Yeah. So when you asked me like, Hey, we, I try and narrow it down to kind of one city per guest. I instantly thought of Joe's barbecue. So I was like, oh, okay, I could talk about Joe's forever. Kansas city. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess I'll do Kansas city. Um, so Joe's barbecue is like one of the greatest and it was called Oklahoma Joe's and it was called Oklahoma Joe's while it was established in Kansas. I believe that's what the story is. Maybe it like, maybe Joe was from Oklahoma or something, but like the famous, Oklahoma Joe's started in a gas station, um, in Kansas city on the Missouri side. Um, and it's this like hole in the wall gas station. And like, you don't expect this place and you like walk in and kind of like line up and wrap around like the chip aisles. And, um, but then when they get to you, it's like the greatest ribs you've ever had in your life. And I, I've always go for the ribs and I can do like a whole rack of that and just pass out for the day on a day off or something. Um, I dream of those ribs and, now it's called, if you look it up, it's, they changed, they chopped the Oklahoma off of it. And it's just called, uh, Joe's KC. Cause I think people are like, well, why is the Oklahoma was throwing yeah. people <laughs> like KC barbecue? It's like a staple there. Right. Um, even though I know you can get it in Oklahoma, they have one in, um, the venue in Tulsa. That's, I think I can't remember the venue's name, but it's a great venue. It's like a huge venue. Canes. Um, 
Yeah, of course. That's what yeah. it is. That big, Kane's, that big one, the ballroom. Yeah. Kane's is awesome. That place is supposedly super haunted as well. Oh man. Another haunted venue. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I love hearing about that. Like on this last tour that I just did, there were multiple venues that we played that, um, you just walk in and you're like, okay, this place is definitely haunted. And I'd ask venue guys, cause I'm just like really into that stuff. I ask venue guys and every time they're like, oh yeah, of course this place is haunted. I'm like, okay, everyone's got a story. <laughs> everyone's got a story, but sometimes it's a, you can feel like the, the creepiness of that. There's, um, there's a place in, uh, it's in, I guess, Kentucky, but like, it's like whenever we play Cincinnati, we've, we've been there a couple of times. It's like this honky tonk bar. I think it's called like Bobby J's or something. I, I'm getting the name wrong probably, but it's like notoriously also haunted and they give a tour that you're allowed to go do it. So we did it one time and it's got spooky vibes and they're like kind of really leaning into the whole, like, this is haunted, but like, mm-hmm. really, I think they just put it under the garbage chute of the venue. So like whenever <laughs> like they're throwing away bottles, like you hear like a bottle come down and crack and it scares you and you're like. They're really just leaning into like this like garbage shoot and trying to tell people it's haunted, I feel like. But it's a cool place and like you can go and like watch just like drunk old people honky tonk like line dance and nice. stuff. It's cool. So Joe's is tops for you in Kansas City. Joe's is yeah, I think it is. And it's it comes down to this debate. So my bandmate who's the one who's from Kansas City who kind of like turned me on to the food of Kansas, um, he swears by Jack stack, which is like the more upscale, um, kind of like you walk in, they sit you down. It's a nice restaurant. Um, mm-hmm. and it's definitely, it's incredible food. I mean, it's like, I, people like, I think it's like a, we've, we've had the debate. We're like, what's better Jack stack or Joe's who has the better ribs. And I know he leans Jack stack. And like the, the reason I lean Joe's is I just, in any food that I'm eating, I just always kind of prefer that like hole in the wall, like really authentic, um, vibe just like the almost like the dirtier like the vibe the better and like and that gas station food just like uh, i'm a sucker for gas station food <laughs> i am too man i mean they always look super dodgy but you'd be surprised at how many great like taco places barbecue places sandwiches yeah. come out of a gas station it's insane and i i learned and i went to college in santa cruz and there was a, a restaurant called rod and ross and it was in a gas station and like no one knew about it. Me and my like roommate at the time discovered it and we were like, what's going on here? It's just this, like this couple cooking food made to order ribs, fried chicken, uh, like wings. And we tried everything on the menu. We'd go there once a week and we just go down the menu, trying everything. We're like this. And no one knew about it. It wasn't like food people were talking about it. And we like anyone who come to visit, we'd be like, it's, tr- it's in a gas station. This is weird, but just trust me. It doesn't get better than like meeting the people who's literally, who are literally cooking the food for you right? and feel comfortable in that space and like are offering that service. We talked briefly about this when uh, you and I first talked on the phone, but I went recently to Q39 in Kansas right. City mm-hmm. and it blew my mind. And you had a countering experience. <laughs> uh, yeah, it wasn't even that it was... Uh, cause everyone's like, this is the hot new barbecue spot in Kansas city. And like, you know, people say it's supposedly great. And I believe it is. Um, I think I've just had two weird experiences. It catered, um, a festival that I did. It, like they Chipotle was throwing these cultivate festivals. Um, and I don't even know if they do them anymore. Obviously they're not doing anything right now, but, um, 
they had Q39, like, and it was like the new guy on the block, I think it like just opened a couple months before, um, cater it. So like backstage was like a bunch of trays and meat from there. And I think, and like, that could be, I mean, that's already just great for catering. Like catering at festivals can be so dodgy and weird. Sure. Yeah. Um, and this, and this was like a Chipotle festival. So there was tons of Chipotle, but like, this was like a special, like, Oh, like we got that new to like hiding in the back for the artists. Come try it. And I think it was just sitting out there like a little too long. I, I just, something was, was missing there. So then when we, then when we went back a couple of years later to finally try it, we were driving through Kansas city just on a day off. Um, and we were doing like a bandwagon tour and we like parked the bandwagon right outside Q39 and like popped out, couldn't get a table. It was packed. So we did to go. And, um, I just like, once again, I think like, like, as you said, you ate there, dined in, it was an amazing experience. And I think like we were just like gathered around this like giant, like dingy table, like with like, not sure, like, tired and feeling like we like wanted a more of an experience and just like doing takeout. And I think it just like got lost in the translation. Well, I hope you give it a third shot and go get a third table. The charm. Yeah. Plan ahead, okay. I guess it is one of those places where you really do have to plan ahead. And I was talking to someone else about this on an episode, but I feel like as musicians, we sort of luck out in the sense that our dinner time is usually at off hours. You know, it's like after sound check at four thirty, five o'clock or whatever. And a lot of these places that are going to be slammed are pretty mellow, you know, at those times. So we were able to get in pretty easily and get a table and the place blew my mind. It's like, it's, I think some of the best barbecue I've ever had. What did you eat there? We got, um, burn ends. I got like a, I think all of us got, oh God, I can't remember. They have this name for, um, the dish. It's like a three meat platter. Mm -hmm. It's got some really intense name that's awesome yeah I, they I, always have weird names like, yeah. the, like the the ass melter or something <laughs> like that yeah. um yeah i got that I, I think i got brisket ribs and uh roasted chicken with a bunch of sides and everyone sort of did that at the table and then one guy got a burnt end burger which was Whoa. insane yeah but their burnt ends are the real deal shit yeah I, we had we ordered some burnt ends and i had I think they like they were swimming in sauce, which was kind of like disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, just a weird experience for us, uh, <laughs> which I'm sure it's I'm sure it's great. And I like touring is weird. Like we, especially on a bandwagon, like you that night we basically like parked the bandwagon at a casino. There's a Harris in Kansas City, so we just kind of had this like impending doom that like we were like, okay, <laughs> we're gonna get this food and then we're gonna go like park this and we're gonna go live in a parking lot for the night in front of a dingy casino. Yeah. And there's just some days you just like the like <laughs> I, I've always said like being a touring musician like it looks cool on paper, but it, you're really just like a glorified trucker at the totally. end of the day, especially in a bandwagon tour. Bandwagon tour for sure. But for people that don't know, a bandwagon is like. It's kind of like an RV, uh, it's or like a half tour bus, but like anyone can drive it if you have a driver's license. Like you can basically drive the thing, and it seats nine people. And um, it's you basically like park it at uh, like pilots and flying J's and TNAs, and it's uh, you just become one with the truckers. You are more trucker than you've ever been on a bandwagon tour. <laughs> Your neighbors are literally, you know, trucks, and you walk out and you see a guy smoking meth and a guy picking yeah. up trucks. <laughs> It's no joke. A lot of lizards. A lot of, lot of breakfast at Waffle House, which I also I love Waffle House. Oh, I hate but, Waffle House. Oh, man. I shit. hate it. <laughs> I get a lot I of just, shit for that. Uh, we didn't have them. Like, I grew up in Los Angeles, and they don't have them out here. And I think there is just something like, hey, I, I can fuck around with, like a diner, and I, I know it's not like 
the greatest food, but I, there's just something about it. Like I said, I'm a, I like the dingy. So yeah, I just, for sure. it works for me. <laughs> what other places in Kansas city outside of barbecue stand out to you? It could be like, you know, it could be dive bars. It can be restaurants. Can be coffee for shops, sure. Whatever. So that's where I was trying to like make my list. Cause I was like, Oh shit. Like all the Kansas city food I can think of is like barbecue. But that, <laughs> so I remembered though, um, there's a place called Winstead's, which is like, I'm pretty sure it's also like a Kansas city staple. It's like, um, it's like a hamburger place. It's like little ass hamburgers, but it's like very dinery vibes. Like I'm trying to think of like an equivalent that like it, it, you can compare it to. It's almost like a better steak and shake. Like I know steak and shake is, can you like make you, you groan, but like, I love steak and shake. (laughs) Okay. I, I've, I'm down with steak and shake too. I mean, I was one, we played in some city. I, it was summer in Illinois and literally the only restaurant was a steak and shake. And we had lunch there and then like dinner six hours later where it was like, Oh shit. Like <laughs> we're having, I mean, we're just having, we're only eating steak and shake, but Winston's it's kind of like that steak and shake style burger. It was like a really flat pressed burger and like mm-hmm. just like steamed onions. And it's, it was so good. Uh, and that was one of my first, when my, my bandmate took me there he was just like, this is a, like this place for me. It tastes like childhood or something. And, uh, and like, I went there with him and his little brother who I had like just met. And, it, and I really felt like I was seeing like, um, a slice of what it was like to maybe be younger and just like have that spot in Kansas city. Um, and I, I thought it was great. And it's just like a really good kind of, uh, just simple burger and they have other stuff, but like that, that, you know, Winston's burgers, is like what it's all about. It's, uh, it's like diner style inside as far as, yeah, it's, there's like seating and stuff. and stuff. Yeah, like you actually like yeah, like families can sit down and it's like a bigger kind of space. And there's a few of them in Kansas City. I know it's a chain. Um, I was trying to remember too about I love wings. I love chicken wings. And um, there's this place called the Peanut, and they have just the, like their wings are just like giant ass chicken wings. Like you know, like not like the little like handheld like flats and drums. It's like a full on like big old wing, um, and that place i don't have like some crazy like history backing that place up or anything but i just i i I never forgot the wing and i forgot the name of the place but then i was like doing my google research trying to remember some places i've been and i saw the wing and i was like yes the peanut that's what this place is called and i it's a good wing cool um my favorite wing i've ever had on the road this this goes out of kansas city and uh back over to oklahoma it's actually in tulsa I, I, there's a weird correlation for me with like Kansas city food and Tulsa food, I guess. Uh, but there's this, this place called the rusty crane in uh, Tulsa. And it is, we always thought that this was the best wing. And it's like this, like these dry rub kind of like coconut wings. Oh um, wow! Just so good. No sauce, just like perfect crunch with like, like done in the kind of coconut oil and like very good. And um, like we, like we'd like we've been i don't know about you like with, with our band we've been through like a million different tour managers and sound guys over the years and every time we'd go through tulsa we'd always like show the different crew people like, like oh this is, we're in tulsa this is the best way we showed like six different crew members i feel like this place and we finally went back like we were in tulsa maybe two years ago and we were bummed to see that the rusty crane had shut down oh bummer oh i rest in peace those were some great wings <laughs> <laughs> is kansas city style barbecue your favorite barbecue I think it is now. I really like barbecue in Nashville. The peg leg porker is like, yeah. Have you been there? So good. Those ribs are just, uh, are fire. 
Um, also, I guess this is like considered the same region because like St. Louis, um, so like Missouri, mm-hmm. uh, Pappy's Barbecue Pappy's is one of my all time favorites. That place is incredible. Yeah. Their corn on the cob. Have you had the, the deep fried corn on the cob? I have. Yeah. It's if, if anyone hasn't had this, it's like, it's unbattered. They just put a whole cob of corn in a deep fryer for, I would assume just a few seconds. Right. Yeah. And just pull it out and. The texture of that corn is unreal. It's, it's so yeah, good. It's so good. I, I had a I dream I had a dream about their green beans recently, <laughs> which is so weird because I'm like I, and I, my girlfriend makes fun of me because like she'll tell me some like dream she had that's uh, like all elaborate and shit, and I'll be like, oh, I had I, I dream about food a lot, which is like I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> I, was I, like, oh, I, dream, I like that. I talked about these green beans last night and like I have my dreams go deeper than food for sure. But like there's I definitely had some food <laughs> dreams. She's just like, what is wrong with you? I don't know that but I've the had green the beans. green beans at Pappy's, but everything oh, else there so I've had good. is incredible. What do they do to the green beans? What's the deal? Oh, it's they're very garlicky. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like a um almost like a probably done in like a skillet with just like some garlic and olive oil or something very simple. Nice. Um but so good. I, I also, I mean, I love their ribs. They're incredible. They're pulled pork. I'm like, I always like to measure a place by the ribs. Yeah. Is, kind of, is that, like, I know people say burnt ends is like the way to really tell. I, I just, I go for the rib. I mean, that that's one of my other like favorite Kansas memories is like with the Jack stack ribs, which like we'd all, every time we would go and like, um, the house we'd stay at, his mom would like, she'd always order Jack stack and she'd always get trays of ribs. And my favorite thing was like, we'd all get smashed on ribs, but there'd always be <laughs> leftover and we keep them in the fridge. And I, and like, we'd like, you know, have like a fun night and go out, get drunk in Westport or something, and then come home and be like, oh shit, there's ribs in the fridge. And like, that was, it was like almost like this ritual of just like the late night ribs back down and just yeah. like, it's, it was almost better cold and like when you're fucked up. <laughs> right. I have some really close friends that live in Kansas City as well. And I feel like in, in hanging out with them, like obviously I've got to know the city in a totally different light than just like, going to record bar and playing a show or whatever. Um, right. And then getting out of there. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like everyone I've met through them in Kansas city, there's like, there's something going on there. And I think it just sort of ties into the whole ethos of the Midwest in general. But I feel like the people in Kansas city are really fucking cool. I don't know if you had an experience like that, like especially having someone from your band being from there, like, are you getting to know these people that they grew up with and, you know, just sort of like the lives they've led in Kansas city. Totally. I mean, we, we saw our band, the Mowgli's, we have a song called Kansas city. So like the song, we have a song, Kansas city at San Francisco. We, and like, which was crazy because the super bowl was San Francisco versus Kansas city. This oh, year. Nice. Like, Whoa. Did we like, did we get this? This is crazy. <laughs> um, but I mean that song, this like had to have a song about a city and there, there's nothing like it playing, playing that song in the city you're in. We felt it with San Francisco. Like, you know, that song started a career. So every time we go to San Francisco and play the song, it was, I have a lot of great memories doing that. And then Kansas city was kind of a newer song that came along. I remember the night we, the night we premiered the song in Kansas city. It was like, it's a feeling I'll never forget. I mean, the people are so proud to be from there. Um, they have, they have such a, such a pride about that city. Um, so and then like because of that, like I've always just like I've like started rooting for all their sports teams because of that. like I love the Chiefs and like I get down with the Royals. I was I you know I these are teams I shouldn't really care about, but like because I've been through their city like while they're like in like playoff hunts and stuff and just seen like the passion people have, 
it's like infectious and like i know a lot of cities have like great sports culture but there's just there's something special about it because it is like such a small like kind of like unexpected kind of not like a major market city and to see how people to see how people kind of rally behind something so to have a a song and to you know be going there and meeting friends of my bandmate and like they all become attached to the band as like we kind of started to grow and so you know they it almost was like we had more than just family when we was there we did have friends just through like you know having someone grow up there and spending time with his people and when we um, we rolled through, when did we last play Kansas? I I know we played the Truman, which is this new venue in 2018, um, and it's a really cool, awesome venue. It's actually like one of my favorite newer venues. But like when we rolled in, it was just like, oh damn, the Mowgli's are here. Like, what's up? Like all the stops. Like they, you know, like there's like local Kansas City like whiskey like waiting for us in the green room, and just like um, there's this company called Charlie hustle. And like, they'd always like love to like show us support and like, they make like great, like kind of like Kansas themed wear Casey themed wear and like hook us up with stuff. It's just, it, it always feels like, um, like a homecoming for us over there. And even, and our bandmate who is from there, isn't it with our band anymore. And it was kind of like this, uh, scary thing to go back to Kansas city without him and to still feel the love and like the connection to the city. It, it you know, it, it was beyond just the person. It was just like, music and the people of the city it's like a bond that can never be broken that's awesome that's so cool and i mean that's really like the highlight of touring like obviously playing shows is great but that's not something that you can keep going back to like the people that i've met from playing places like kansas city that are still in my life and like i see them every time i'm there you know it's like shows can be good and bad or whatever you can have a shitty show in kansas city but like the people that are going to be there always going to be cool you know and that goes totally. for every city that you have friends a lot in. of cities like, like that yeah and it's that's i try to explain sometimes like to my girlfriend i'll be like oh like and she gets like she gets it she's a she's a touring comic but like she's like oh who's this person like that i'm like talking about or like interacting with on the internet i'm like oh it's uh that's like jt from south carolina right. uh, he's, he's, a, he's a great guy so like how do you know him? I'm like, i just i just know him like yeah. i just met him at a show and got drunk with him sometime and like you know, now we're buds. I don't know how else to explain it. It's like, it's weird how you kind of like accumulate those friends over the course of touring. And they're not always even people who are fans of your band. They're people who maybe just stumbled into a show or you didn't, you just even met them going out after randomly and they're interested by your lifestyle. It's always, it's always something different, but I mean, yeah, for uh, it is crazy. Like that. I just have relationships with people still to this day that like, I just know them from traveling on the road. When, when you're touring with the Mowgli's, how are you guys typically finding food? Uh, are you guys on Yelp or Google Maps, or do you have? Is there like one person in particular in the group that's sort of leading the way? I'm I'm usually the one in charge of it lately. Like especially like as when I think we learned a lot our first our first time like really going out. Um, we had this tour manager named Forrest who's like a great dude, and um, he had been out with like um, Passion Pit and Doctor Dog before us, and we were kind of his like he this was like a big like uh like he wasn't co-tour managing anymore like like he was kind of the captain of the ship and he was really excited to show us all the restaurants that he knew like across the across the country so he'd be like oh we're gonna detour through jackson mississippi today and try this burger that like you guys got to try that i've had before and then like when we're in chicago i know this great it was and like he like when you have someone who like a lot there's two ways you can take touring people that like kind of are just like this is a job let's get to the city and you're on your own or people are like 
can almost this can be like summer camp in a way <laughs> like for sure want, yeah want to show you a good time and i think when we were first starting especially uh we were in that boat of just like cool like let's plan activities and like 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 we're playing in hawaii let's stay an extra five days and do touristy things and like have like a guy who knows so I kind of learned like I, and now, now like, you know, eight years deep into it, it's not as much like that thrill is kind of, I mean, it's still fun, but like that thrill and that excitement of like the freshness is kind of gone. Yeah. So it's like, Oh, okay. Like we are just going to get to Philly and stay there for a couple nights. And like you're on your own, but you know, you usually on a long car, this kind of goes back to just like to have a figure who was like, who like routing our, our stuff around good food. I've kind of like, become that too where i'll like read about a place I'm like oh if like we're driving through the city i want to try this place or some days it's just like our tour manager jackson will be like andy like we want breakfast style food and we're taking this highway get on yelp and find the place and like uh and like I, i'm not to say like i'm the only guy who does it but a lot of time i feel like they kind of well, especially lately will like defer to me to just like pick the restaurant because i'll find something on Yelp that people have talked about that also like, cause one band member doesn't eat meat and like, well, you know, everyone has their preferences. So I kind of know like where to find all the boxes that need to be ticked. Cool. That's awesome. Do you have any Yelp success stories that really stand out? <sighs> Man, not really that I can think of. I mean, like the breakfast food and diners always seems to be a hit. Like you can't go wrong. Like we found just some like, like, like there's like a diner that happens five stars and like over a hundred views in like a small ass town, you're probably going to be in pretty good hands. Yeah, definitely. Um, so like I, especially, and like, that's usually like the food too, that we defer to the most. It's just like, all right, it's like lunch. It's like noonish. We know a diner is going to have something that will make everyone happy. So we've done a shit ton of diners. Um, I don't know. This is, this isn't a Yelp story. I guess it must be because we somehow found this place, but we were in South Carolina one time. This is like my favorite food story on the road. And, um, went to a Thai restaurant and when we walked in, they had an A and when we walked out, they had a C What? <laughs> like literally like in the course of our meal, they dropped down two full letter grades and it was oh like, my God, <laughs> it was like the weirdest, funniest thing. And, and we still like, I'll like, I'll text like the guys, the guys that I went there with Cause like we have pictures from that place just cause it was like so <laughs> funny. And I'm like, God, like, it's just like, a, you'll never forget something like that. And the food yeah. was like, not bad either. You're like, Oh yeah, this place is pretty solid right on. And then like, you walk out and you're just you're like, wait, how did they change <laughs> the sign? Like what happened? Did the food inspector come while we were eating? Were they in the process of changing the sign when we got there? Who the fuck knows? Are there any cities that have a certain cuisine that really come, that you always come back to that you're like looking forward to being in Houston or whatever and eating Vietnamese food? I mean, I think, I think like I definitely just get excited for like whatever the, the regional cuisine is as like we're approaching it, you know, like I really, I, I chose barbecue for this episode for a reason. I really do get stoked for barbecue and I kind of dodged your question about like Casey st stacking up to other barbecues. Cause like, I, okay. Like, so to kind of just finish there, like, um, Memphis barbecue I've done, I said, I really like national peg, like porkers great Texas barbecue, like people swear by it and i've done um i've done the salt like thing um which is like it was incredible like all it's always incredible but for some reason like the texas barring this one pulled pork sandwich i had from a food truck in austin i've always just been a little underwhelmed by it and i think it's maybe just because like texas is a little bigger and bolder in their flavor mm -hmm. um i don't know what it is uh but and i still i'll still I still mess with it a hundred percent. I'm just like, if I'm really like splitting hairs here, it's, I don't love it as much as like, 
like the Missouri, like KC style. Um, my favorite or even like the South, you know, and I've had like, yeah. and like we said, uh, Pappy's is like up there just against Joe's is like, just that, that they're very similar to kinds of places. Yeah. Pappy's is in my opinion is pretty untouchable. Like it's, it's so, so good. good. Right? I totally get it, but that's kind of like my standard. So like Joe totally like, especially Joe's has become more, a little bit more of a chain because it's become so successful. They've opened multiple locations. You can even get it in, um, like the power and light district, which is like the super touristy downtown part of Casey. Like they, they even now they serve like Joe's and like restaurants there. Like it's everywhere. But that gas station original OG version is like that very close standard to Pappy's of just like perfect. It's just perfect. When you get back to LA, what do you do for food? Like what's the one place that you're really looking forward to getting back home and, and going there and having a meal? Damn. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's I, it, I think it whenever like on tour when we would get back into california lines and this is now there's more everywhere but like we always love hitting in and out just like yeah. back in corner we're back in in and out territory let's get it because it's <laughs> um but that's such a almost cliche answer to me like i everyone loves in and out um i do love sushi so like i'm like a good sushi meal like i said when i come home i'm always like oh yeah let's let's do that like i i love the I recently went, um, to, um, the spot, which is a really good kind of hole in the wall in Tarzana, um, who's still staying open through the quarantine and me and my roommate, we like called it in and we like picked it up and we were just trying to support some, some small local businesses to, to get that sushi itch. Um, so the, yeah, I, I love like a good sushi meal when I come home, stuff that you just like, can't find like really like out on in the rest of the country. Um, my favorite, like I'm a really big chicken guy and like any of my friends or, or like people who know me will like tell you, like, I love eating chicken, like across the country too. I love, like, I love to try to kind of find chicken places and see what's up. Um, and my favorite chicken place in Los Angeles is called Versailles and it's like a Cuban restaurant. There's a few of them around. Is it um, the Versailles from Miami? There's one in C- but there's one like kind of in like mid city and there's one in Venice. Um, I'm not sure if it started in Miami though, but it's very good Cuban food. And, um, I love their chicken there. It's like out of this world. You do the half chickens and this mojo sauce, which is like orange juice and lime, very citrusy and garlicky. And it is just, I mean, damn, it is so good. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, okay. One last question. I don't know if you've listened to the other episodes, but I always like to end with a fuck, Mary kill. Okay, cool. So you get the barbecue version. Burn ends, brisket, and ribs. Okay. Kill the burn ends. I knew like, it. Like, like we <laughs> talked about. Um, I'll fuck the brisket and I'll marry the ribs. As we've been going, I was like, well, I already know his answer. Yeah, I, 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 I was setting myself up for that the whole episode, I feel like. <laughs> Thanks again for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks again to Andy for joining me. And if you want to keep up with him, he's on Instagram at IAndyIWarren. He's got um, a side project as well called Split Party. They're on Instagram. You can keep up with them. Same with the Mowgli's. And if you want to find us, we're on Instagram at food.ontour. We have a website where I'll be adding a list of restaurants mentioned in this episode, foodontourpod.com. And if you have any questions or comments, you can email those to foodontourguys at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.